0: Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook,
1: Instagram, and Twitter so you never miss an episode.
0: Welcome to Bounce Down. We take on Richmond this Saturday at the MCG, 11:45 AM Western Standard Time. It's Perth time. Um, is it time for pride in the jumper? Is it time to show that we're not a shadow of our former selves as the media keep harping on about? Time will tell if the real Eagles will stand up. But before we preview the game, like always, I welcome my co-hosts, Dan and Wayne. How are you going, boys? Good, thanks. Going well, mate. Yep, good to be here. We're doing this again by uh, Zoom, uh, prior commitments and other things have gotten away this week. So it's probably a good thing because we can give you more up-to-date um prediction on who's in the team, because the teams have just been released as we're recording this. So uh, before we get on the show, thank uh, Plus Fitness for being our sponsor this year. They've jumped on board. We're still looking for another one for the waffle uh, wrap. So if you want to get on there, just send us a message via our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or just go to Linktree and get onto us from there. We can download the shows from there again. All right, boys. Not going to get... Dwell on what's happened in the past, head-to-head, Eagles have won 27, Tigers 21. The Tigers have won four of the last five. Their biggest was a 109-point defeat exactly a year ago, with a week added on, round seven. And our biggest win is 96 points back in 1994 at the MCG. So that was very surprising that it was at the MCG. We've beaten them by that much. But. That's history. Last week's history, Richmond lost to Gold Coast by – well, I'm not very good at maths here, but they lost by a few goals from the Gold Coast, 11-6-72 to six goals, 12-48. It's time for the Eagles to stand up, or will they?
1: Which your thoughts, Wayne? I think they um, I think they have to stand up. I think um, uh, there's there's people's futures on the line if they don't stand up. I mean – I don't want Simo going. I know you guys are the same, but at the end of the day, if you're losing gains by 100 points and you lose them in a row, that's really going to, that's going to, it's coach killer stuff, that is. But they have to stand. They cannot be that bad last week. And they, look, they, they've proven they're not that bad, even with the underman. They long as they compete, doesn't matter if they, if they lose by a couple of goals, that's fine, but they've got to compete. Yeah, it's all about the effort,
2: isn't it, Dan? Yeah, like I just same um, thoughts as Wayne is. I just want them to be competitive. I want them to fight it out. I want them to guts it out. I, I I'm not oblivious to where we are. I accept where we are. I'm sick of hearing about the injuries, but they are there. But I just want the players, and similar to what Wayne said, um, I can handle a lot. I just want them to fight the game out. I want them to show spirit. I want them to get out there. I want to see. Our younger players, I don't care about the senior players anymore, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but when I'm coming in this game, I want to see, all right, let's see something from Jai Carly. let's see something from Jimby. I want to see just fight some pride in that jumper, basically, and I know that's just words, but if we lose by 20 points and we've gutsed out, I can handle that. Sitting there and getting obliterated in every single quarter, losing every single quarter, lose by 100 points, that's what I don't want to see. And I know Richmond's still got a talented list, and their backs are against the wall, but yeah, we just we got to compete. We got to keep, I reckon, under twenty four points. You know what I mean? And then I would be happy with that. We fought it out with guts. To, and let's be honest, if uh, if Suns can beat them in at Etihad Stadium, where they don't play as well, that works out to our advantage because it's not the MCG. I believe it's at the Etihad Stadium again. So is it at no, the- is that the MCG? it's at
1: the G. Yeah,
2: it's at the G. I think we've only oh, got two games here this year. <laughs> yeah that that that's a That's a bit of a kick in the guts. I thought it was an any hat. They play the G very well. So let, let's add an extra goal on. As long as we don't lose by over thirty points, then I'll change the tune a little bit. But as I said, it's just you just want to see. Like you could handle what happened against Geelong. You could handle against what Port because we won quarters. We showed fight. We never gave up. You didn't see that last week, and that's all as support as we actually really want to see. All right, well, before we get into the teams, we'll go to the, head, the head-to-head head stats that matter.
0: We're a younger team overall, less games overall. We're actually a taller team. Uh, they're a heavier... I oh, no, they're about the same. When you break down each line, you know, it's pretty even over the... And that's, that's gone with most of the teams. But some... Um, on a couple of different podcasts today, I heard some, uh, stats come forward and, um, Richmond are the second worst for, uh, goal efficiency within, in the, in the 50 in the competition. And the Eagles, surprisingly, last week were the best defensive team from center clearances for goals scored. And because, uh, Carlton kicked quite a few from center clearances from, Last week, we dropped down to the second best defensive team from center that So that's pretty, that's a, probably a little KPI they can hang their hat on. So, you know, the take that into account, it shows you that we're not getting killed. We're getting killed more at stoppages than we are getting killed in the guts. So some of that we can work on. Um, and guys, effective kicks. Have you heard about how they, um, measure effective disposals. No. no. So, so on one of the podcasts today, they were talking about effective disposals. So I called one of my mates a champion data that works at a waffle club, and just to get it backed up, I got told, you know, on the podcast, they said, an effective kick, if it goes 40 metres or more and he hits a contest, that is an effective kick. But unless... Yes. It's not an
2: effective
0: <laughs> kick. So I I queried that, and the guy that I spoke to, he does more of the ruck clearances and all that stuff for his club. But he said basically if you kick it to somebody 20 metres and they drop the mark, even though it's a good kick, as an ineffective kick. So he, the people that kicked to darling last week, they were good kicks. He dropped the mark, ineffective kick because it was less than 40 metres. But if it was 40 metres plus and he drops it, it's an <coughs> effective kick. It
2: doesn't make sense, does it? No. Yeah, I was just going to say I love my uh, my stats, and I I didn't know that. Um, I thought basically as long as it wasn't a turnover and out of bounds, it was counted as effective. No, That's no very surprising. Yeah, I, I, he rambled on a bit, and that
0: was I just asked for layman terms. In the end, so I could explain to our um, audience, um, I still don't understand it to tell you the truth because I just it doesn't. It, it, he said it's real hard for some of the key stats when champion data are doing their their um stat collecting, I guess. So and that's why they have yeah. so many at a, a game doing different stats because they've got to keep their eye on one thing. Um getting into the game. Well let's let's talk about the ins and the outs. So with the Eagles, we know Sam Tresky Seaton was suspended for one week for a illegal tackle or a sling tackle, whatever you want to call it. But he also got a cork in the quad, which I don't think probably Probably wouldn't have kept him out, but he kept him out for the second half of the game last week. bazo has got concussion protocol, so he's out for the week. So the only in is the one Dom Sheed. So are we happy with that? I'll let you
2: go, Dan, because he's one of your favourites.
0: Like yeah, I'm
2: smiling. Like, he does have his uh, deficiencies. Um, He's not obviously at the level of Fife, but he's got that thing where he's good at clearances, he's got a decent kick on him, but he's not great defensively, you know what I mean? He doesn't run back as hard as, like, a Fife would. But I'm very happy to have him there. We are so depleted now. Getting any player back puts a smile on my face. And I, I feel sorry for Jimby, you know, because we spoke about this offline. He's not playing at the halfback, taking kickouts, you know, getting the easy ball. He's in the guts against Petrarca, against Oliver, you know. He, he was on Crips last week, you know. Um, Dangerfield, you know, he, he's in the guts playing with these massive guys and let's not forget Dangerfield kicked him in the face. You know what I mean, like? Yeah. So he's doing it tough. So Sheed coming in hopefully allows him to relax a bit, you know. We're not so depleted in that midfield. And um, I remember, I think it was last year we spoke about it and that the age bracket, Sheed and Callie really need to make that midfield theirs now because Yo's not in the park and Shu's not in the park enough and Gaff is just – Gaff is – I still like what he's doing, but he's nowhere near his prime anymore. You can see he's passed it. So, yeah, I'm very happy Sheed's in. Hopefully um, the sheed Cali combo makes quite a difference. Yeah, well, they've chucked Sheed straight into the
0: guts. So the guts is Bailey Williams, Ruck, Sheed – Gaff and Kelly in the middle, and Jimby's been put out to the wing, but we all know they don't line up like that. It's just a Thursday night thing that they chuck in together. So, um, But, yeah, it's good to see him back. The unfortunate thing for the Eagles is apart from – What's the big forward's name? Uh, Lynch. They've probably put in their best side for the year. Uh Presti is back in. Jack Graham's back in. Uh, Ralph Smith's back in. And out is Tyler Sonsi, one of the best names in football, I reckon. Um, Cumberland, Young, and Cochin is being managed. So
2: back at the G. Um, well, sorry, I haven't got the list in front of me. Is um, Nan Curvis in yet? No, um, i he's still think- out. He's still out. Wait, he wasn't, yeah, no, he's not, Soto's in. Okay, well, here we go. Like, let's see some more development from Williams. Here's a chance to stand up, you know, because he tries, and we've all said he's shown improvement. I've been quite critical of him. But these are the games where he's really got to step up. When the big-bodied Ruckman isn't there, this big senior Ruckman isn't there, that's when he's got to step up. So let's see him have a great game, hopefully.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on the injury list for Richmond. Uh, so Jack Graham comes in. He was a hamstrings he's in. Um, Nankervis is still out for three weeks. Maurice Rioli Jr., he's on a TBC, the uh, in, inverted commas TBC. Uh, Robbie Tarrant. Soldo's back in uh, So there you may, and Lynch, he's the only other one He's out for another 6 to 11 weeks And Josh Gibbs, because all the rest of the younger players Probably wouldn't uh, make much difference So the Eagles, as we know I guess we don't really have to go on about it But the list has still got 17 people on the injury list So it doesn't matter what team you are, what colours you are If you have some of the calibre of those players out You wouldn't be doing as good but we get back to effort again,
1: Wayne. Yeah. It's interesting too that Chester's been put on the emergency list and whether he's travelled or not there's another thing, but he's um, he's on that emergency list. I mean, I'd like to I'd like to think he's gonna be playing waffle. I'd like to think they don't take him and that young Zane True will be the emergency and um, let Chester run in the Waffle gets a run into his legs and um, and, and build up because he's certainly not ready to be coming back into the ones team. It's interesting you're talking about Jimby earlier and like Simo made great comments about him is that, yeah, it's been tough playing on those players, but it's been fantastic for his development because, you know, you're learning. You're learning on even Jimby himself. I heard him on uh, with Carl Langdon on a morning, one morning, he, he actually stays I think he next, lives next door. He sometimes stays with him. Yeah, he does. He they, say, go, they go there regularly. Yeah. 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 They're, they're only a, like Langdon's got a couple of guys living with him, I think, from the Eagles, and they all have dinner there. But he said um, um, the things you learn off like Dangerfield, their running patterns and things like that. He said it, it just blew him away. And that's what he's so it's, it's great he's getting this experience against these guys. And um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'd love to see him play on that wing tomorrow. Uh, on Saturday, because then give him that free run running up and down one side. I reckon he would be, uh, he'd be, he'd be uh, certainly a special player in that position. You, you
0: mentioned Chesser. Now, this is where it gets me angry, right? Well, it's not angry; it's just frustration. On um, three days ago or two days ago, they released the injury list, and it says he's a week away with mm. a hamstring, I mean a knee, a week away. But automatically, he's a He's an emergency. So do hmm. we just look at these injury lists and say, we, we, why even put one out? You exactly. It, it, to me, it just, look, we always talk about transparency. It just is, it's a bugbear, you know. It's just, um, What's his name? I'm trying to think of his name. Jack Williams, spleen, four weeks. He's been a four-week spleen for
2: eight weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Apparently, yeah, he got quite a serious infection. Uh, that's what I've heard yet. anyway. But so like, when, when I heard Chester was ready, I was gobsmacked, to be honest, was I? I couldn't believe it. I think I messaged you saying, no, nah, this can't be real. He's not a week away. Because I heard Noah Long, him, and Hoffer all the week. And I was like, what? No, nah, that can't be serious. Because they went from three and four down to a week like that. But I put it down to, like, at first I was very similar. You had annoyed me. But then you think. Well, they're all human and everyone heals differently. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I they, they would give that. you an estimate and then some people will heal longer, some people take longer, you know?
0: I can understand that, right?
2: But I just don't like the
0: direction or the narrative that comes out of well, say say let's just say Gavin Bell, for instance. Um, oh yeah, Nick Now will be ready after the buy. So we're, we're hoping straight after the buy. And then you look down at the um Injury list and a seven eight weeks. Well, that's four games after the
2: bye. Yeah, hmm. I, I think we've got to be. Yeah, I think we've got to be proactive. So the thing that's bugging me about the injury list is there's no long term people on the injury list. Like, yeah. what are you doing at the end of this month? The draft is on. You, you know what I mean? Let's well, let's get serious and let's put like <laughs> let let's not use the word tanking here, but let's put people that aren't ready on that bloody injury list. Let's bring in a few two, three players, even three if you need it. You know, if Nick Nat's that bad, put him on the injury list. There's no reason having that spot taken. Cripps is saying 14 weeks away. Why would he not be on the long-term injury list? Cole is still young. So if Cole's ankle's not great, don't play him this year. Do what we did with Oscar Allen. Give him a year off to come back. He's young enough. And I know that's a bit of a rant, but as I said, three weeks the bloody mid-season draft's on, and right now technically we do not have a position open for a pick. All right. Uh, my understanding
0: is that we'll be putting one on the long injury list And you can do it right up until three days before the draft So you can yeah. wait until the, three days yeah. before the draft So maybe, like we said, some people are healing better But if you look at the likes of Jamie Cripps Which is the longest, 12 to 14 weeks It's it's round eight this week So you do the math, that's, he's got, he plays one round of the game
2: Yeah so yeah, one or two I'd games, three at
0: the most. I'd, like, say, I'd say they'll be putting one on there at least. And for more reports, they are ch- chasing a couple of people. So they wouldn't be looking at people if they weren't thinking about
1: doing it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised, and I've heard this from two different people, that if Nick Nat plays it at all this year, would be very, very surprised. Because the injury, yeah. where he's got it, it's down the bottom of his – Down right down the bottom of his foot near the heel, and it's the worst pass to get it. And I'm hearing very, I'm hearing from two different people saying they'll be very surprised if he plays at all.
2: Well, yeah. Well, here's another one, Wayne. You know, put him on long term. You've given him a two year bloody contract, like. And I know I'm ranting now, but he's playing next year. He's got that contract. Put him in cotton wool. And as I said, I'm not going to use the word tanking. But if these players aren't right. Don't bring him back and try and win one, two cheap games at the end of the year when it's not gonna matter. Do you know what I mean? No. Bring use this chance, because right now we're at the bottom of the ladder, so we've got pick one in the mid season draft. There isn't a Jai Cully, but there is a few good players in it still. Uh I was as keen on Buller and the more I read up about him, great player, averaging seventeen disposals and two goals a game. We could just take him to see how he goes. You know what as I mean? Rock, I'm just as a ruckman. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, he's a oh, big, if, he's, yeah, 199, I think, centimeters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just quickly, a bit of a positive uh, getting Chester back. We'll get back on the before I started ranting. He wasn't getting heaps of disposal, but he was running. I think he was clocking like 14, 15 kilometres yeah, and he crazy was. Up that game. Yeah, it's huge. So his effort is there. Once he gets that footy brain behind him a bit after he's played a few games, because he's running that. He'll learn to run to better positions. You know what I mean, and get a lot more of that ball. The he's running like Gas was in his prime. What um, do you reckon was it? Yeah,
0: look, yeah, you know, everything you've said there is spot on, and um, you know, uh, you just got to hope that it all goes right for him. Um, on the ruck, there is another guy they're looking at. I want to chuck it out, and he's been on an Oval list before, and he's trained with it. It was before, and he's an older guy. He's a mature guy, but they're looking at. Jones from
1: East Perth. he's close to. His th- button. He's close to thirty, now, isn't he? No, he just turned twenty-seven. Is he all right? Well, he's the number one ruckman in the waffle at the moment. Yeah. um So he's rated, rated as number one, East Perth or Spew if he if he goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, yeah. Um, there- Like
2: you said, we got to free up the spot first, so it's just all into window. So yeah, Dan. See, the only problem for me is if you bring in a mature ruck it's like, okay, you've given up on Williams' development, Jamison's development. I know they're not performing every week like they should, but if you bring in an established ruck now and they take that position, you know, Barnett, I wouldn't say he's ready. Um, He might actually debut, especially if these injuries don't change this year, and he shows a lot of potential. But, yeah, if you bring in another ruckman, that means technically we have five ruckmen on the list. Um, I think you've got to tough it out and sink and swim, sink or swim, you know, position where Williams, Nick, Nat's not there. It's your position now. Can you keep that position? Can you make that position? Because I know he was a forward ruck as a junior. He did both, but he's not a forward for us. You know what I mean? He's not better than Wardham. He's not better than Darling. He's not better than Oscar Allen. He's not going to have a position in the side playing as a forward, um, so yeah, that's my only thing. That was bringing in a twenty-seven-year-old mature rock. Would that halt our progression of the others? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, see, the thing with Buller, your man, and I actually really like him now too. Was uh, you're the one that um, brought him to my attention? Yeah, he's only twenty-one. Do you know what I mean? So you get a play like that. That's a play for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah look, if it's so, me, yeah. I'd be going Buller.
0: I'm just hearing, just saying what I'm hearing around the traps. Um, you know, but like you said, we've got to free up that spot, so um, hopefully we know in the next week or so if we're going to do it. Um, before we get into uh, margins and winner and, you know, just a little bit more, Wayne, you have the coach's corner. Have you got one for us this week?
1: Yes. Uh, look, I've been thinking about this all week, and I've actually thought about it for a few weeks now. I would like to see this week, I'd like to see Jack Darling go to centre-half back. I'd like to see Rothen to be our second ruckman. Jake Waterman can control that centre-half forward position and run up the ground. I I, I think Jack Darling could play the same role that Jeremy McGovern could play. Jack Jack Darling, I I still think one-on-one is the best mark in our club without a shadow of a doubt. He's even better than – I think he's better than McGovern. He could handle that spot. And I'm just going back a long time. I saw him play a junior game. Where he played half a game at center half back and half a game at center half forward, and he kicked ten goals, and he kicked four of them from center half back. So He knows how to run. He knows how to read the play, and I think I don't like to see Jake. I like to see Jake settled out of that ruck position. I like to see him more settled in the forward line. And Rotham, we can we can utilize Rotham in that in that ruck role. We've seen him do it, and he can handle it. That's my that's my coaching thing this week.
2: Yeah, uh, I like it. Well, yeah, what do you think of this idea? How how fit is Darling right now? Um, could he play a wing and use that marking Billy's the linchpin from back to forward? You know what I mean? Be that player that if Jermaine Joes gets the handball receive, kick it to him and he's on the wing, do you think he's fit enough right now for that role? Do you reckon he could run out that many kilometres? Or do you think, no, nah, he's got to settle I, down? I, that I, that
1: I think he could. Look, he's obviously had a few issues, but I think he could. Look, he's naturally a fit guy. He always has been. Yeah.
2: He's probably been. Yeah.
1: Guys, we've ever had. Actually, he's never yeah. very rarely. He's unfit. Very well, rarely,
2: yeah.
0: he, he's missed the less – in the last since his debut. He's missed the least games on our list. Yes, yeah. so that shows you how durable he is. Fitness wise, I don't see a problem. Uh, position wise, I've always said this. I think he's a guy that could play any position. Yep, um, I agree. I just think he's one of those guys that just you know he was so good at being a centre half forward or a full forward or a key forward that that's where he got linchpinned and that's all he's done um and you know I'm not a cat I'm not a coach here um so I don't want to say that I know what I'm doing but we we're, we're in a position now where we should be mixing it up and you know I I hark back to when Simo took the job on I remember said I want to have a team where players aren't pigeonholed into a position. I want them to be versatile. So be versatile. Chuck them around. And, yeah, both of those things, wing, I've always even said in the guts, but I like the centre half back one. I like the wing one. So, uh, look, who knows? And, you know, he does drop a lot of easy marks, but I think it's due to – they're all close, and I think it's to do with vision, but – who knows? Um, there's a way to get around that. You practice with a balloon. But, um, you know, who am I to say? I don't play AFL. I'm not, not six foot four. And some of the stuff he does is, amazes me. And I just hate how people just bag him all the time because he's a whipping boy.
1: Contested yeah. marks. He's, he's as good as anybody. you watch him Mark at that centre four position. He's as good as anybody in a contested mark with a one-on-one. Without, he's yeah. such a strong mark.
2: Yeah, it's funny, Wayne. Like, that's exactly right. He's just such a great – it's the marks he drops are the easy ones because I think he's thinking ahead. I no. think he's like, I'll take this off will pin, and he does it too early. You know what I mean? But where's the contest? And that's why I like the idea of the wing being that middleman where it's an outlet, you know, like, all right, we're under pressure. There's contested people everywhere. There's no – there's a contest, you know. There's no loose men. you got Darling there. That could be his weapon, you know. And I just wanted to say a quick shout-out to – um. Waterman's development, mainly Oscar Allen, you know, the the form he's in and the way that he's come back this year and the way those two big fours, it it, it allows Darling to leave the forward line, in my opinion, because you've still got those two big tools down there, and they're performing. Even in a 100-point loss, Oscar Allen still kicked his two goals. and So that's just a highlight of the year, those two power forwards there. And in my opinion, they've kind of already overtaken Darling. um, But as I said, it, it allows to, like, bring him out, get him up half or get him up the wing and as you said even as far as back like so yeah shout out to those two players
0: No, good on you and i think wayne you've said about darling he's better when he's higher up so that explains everything doesn't it i quickly just want to go back to an injury thing because i forgot to bring this up missing from last week's game there were 17 players but let's put it into perspective 1403 games 832 goals Ten All Australian players, six premiership players, six John Worsfold Fold medalists, a Norm Smith medalists, and two round first round draft picks were missing from that team. So shows you how much we're missing players out in the park. Um, this is the so this is the progression. So she's in this week. You would think about Chessa, Ho, and Bazo next week, Hewitt and Long round 12 after the bye. Yo and Shuey back two games after the bye. And then it's round 16 onwards, McGovern, Nat Nui, Cole, Ryan and Cripps. So that's what you are got to project going forward for injuries, guys. So there there it is in a nutshell. So yeah. winner and
1: margin. Mate, um, um, I think Tigers by 22 points. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a bit devastated when you told me it was at the G. I honestly did thought it was Eddie had and had a <laughs> bit of a laugh there. So um, I've got to say, he was by a thirty. No, sorry, Tigers <laughs> by thirty at the G. Uh, I, just I, can't the I can't go the upset. I can't go the upset with that injury list. I've been on the record saying our injury list would beat our team twenty-two we're playing right now. <laughs> they
0: really would. That's how much talent is on it. Uh, look, I want to say it was bad. I'll be i dre- I'm yeah. dreaming. Um like yeah. you said if it was that Eddie had I'd probably give us a chance, but then saying that I gave us a chance against Carlton and look what happened. I had a sneaky suspicion we'd win that one and uh a scene evaporated by half time. So um, look, yeah. <laughs> All I'm asking for is effort and pride. Um if we're 40 points and under, I will I'll take that. I'll take that any day. So um if it's another hundred point Thing Simo is going to be getting a lot. I don't know about Grey, he's going to have no hair left. So, um, has a lot older than
2: awesome. Yes, see, that's the problem. I love how Simo's adapted. Um, you talk about the KPIs, we've won a like, lot. We were the worst team for ground ball gets. We're now in the top five, you know. So, there's things that are doing our, our transition, the way we play our defense. I love, but if he has more of these 100-point losses. It doesn't matter what coach you are. They're called coach killers for a reason. And I know it's not fair because there's things out of his control, which he's getting blamed for. I think people forget he's, like, Coach Simo, not Dr. Simo. But, but yeah, it, he's, he's gone if he has more losses like that. And even though I don't think it's justified, and I think he's a good coach. They're coach killers, mate. 100-point losses, you can't have them.
0: All right, guys, thanks for joining us Um, on Bounce Sound. It's coming out Thursday night, so it's a day later, but uh, hopefully that's okay for you guys. Um, We play, I think, Gold Coast next the following week, so we'll get back to our normal programs next week. Um, What I'm going to do is check in our... social pages, going to chuck in a question time part in there so we're going to try and answer some questions if you want anything, uh, say over the next week or so we record it on Monday so I'll probably put it up Saturday after the game maybe uh, so we, we might have some to talk about in Final Siren and some in Bounce Sound um, and until then guys, go to all your favourite podcast apps, download the show, tell your friends and uh, get down to Plus Fitness as well guys so anyway, thanks for joining us boys and hopefully we're we might be singing a song, maybe. I don't know. Don't know what one it's going to be. All right. No,
2: right. Catch you, boys. Go Eagles. Go
0: Eagles. We cross the nation. Our colors share the West Coast sky. Our will to win will never die.